energy in the the arena tonight was unbelievable. It was crazy, um, and it's, it feels good. Uh, you know, we're happy that we're able to clean here in Milwaukee. We're happy that we are going to the third round, and uh, we're happy that you know the people are into it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen um, people in Milwaukee be so excited about basketball. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. It's just a special day. The Bucks are going to the NBA Finals. Happy Fourth of July, Bucks fans. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. <laughs> the Bucks take Game Six, one eighteen, one hundred seven, on the back of Drew, uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and a huge team effort that propelled them into the finals for the first time since nineteen seventy four. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'm joined today by my co-host Alex. Alex, how you doing? Bucks fans, KJ. I am doing amazing. I, I can't almost believe it's real. It was. It felt so good. The whole state was popping. Uh, celebrate! I hope you were celebrating, Bucks fans, because this is no small deal. This is this is the first time the Bucks have been in the finals in forty-seven years. So this is a special moment, and I couldn't be happier to join the podcast today on the Fourth of July of all days. So, absolutely, it's a great day to celebrate America. It's a great day to celebrate. <laughs> great day to celebrate being the Milwaukee Bucks fan. You know, because we're in the top two. There are two teams left standing. The Milwaukee Bucks, for the first time in damn near 50 years, have been won. You know, and honestly, the Bucks fandom is out and about. Where we were yesterday, Bucks and Six Chance, they loud erupted. cheers, yeah. you know, everything, you name it. Uh, it everywhere was, you looked, Bucks everywhere you jerseys. Looked, Bucks fans, even where you didn't expect to see Bucks fans, there was Bucks fans. So, uh, you know, it, it's just like a special time, and, and it's a little different than, this, than the Packers run of 2010 because – Packers are only one game a week, so it was kind of like, yeah, you know, it was special, but it didn't really break routine of, like, a regular football season because it's just one game every weekend. But the Bucs, you know, they're, they're throwing up life-or-death experiences on so, Tuesday, went, like, it's Thursday. It's a month-long thing we've been on. It's like a month-long, you know, beautiful roller coaster ride, and we're right at the end. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. We actually just bought tickets to the finals. Let's we're going to be go. there. Let's you, go. You know, you know, we, we actually were holding out for a while. We didn't really want to splash the cash on the first couple rounds, only if they weren't going to make the finals and then regret it later. So, so we did uh, pull the trigger on some finals takes. Ike Bucks will be there. Keep an eye out for us. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be around. And we can be uh, more excited to go. So, Al, you want to tell us about the show today? show is going to be awesome. We're going to talk Game 6. We're going to talk Chris Middleton. We're going to talk Drew Holiday, the supporting cast, Giannis Update, Coach Bud, fan reactions, what's to come. And at the very end, we're going to announce the winner of that beautifully framed signed Giannis photo that we've been advertising around. So, we've got a winner, and it's going to be hype so it's gonna be hype yeah bucks fans that that beautifully framed uh Giannis photo you know we're super thankful for everyone who's participating you know everyone who's helping the show grow helping all uh the bucks grow around the world more bucks awareness for everybody and we're overwhelmed at the participation once again so we're excited to announce the winner uh, at the end of this episode and really just keep talking bucks with you guys you yeah, girls and no better time to talk bucks yeah so the bucks won game six bucks and six the prophecy the prophecy continues to unfold <laughs> bucks and six baby. bucks fans the prophecy continues to unfold and it's like we we kind of uh threw it out there you know we threw out there that we're like ah you know this would be highly unlikely but what if 
all along the prophecy was meant to be fulfilled by Chris Middleton. And then, you know, he had one of these games where we, we went into game five after kind of first throwing that possibility out there. And game five, Chris had like an okay game. You know, I think he had like 23 points or something like that. A uh, lot of leadership, though, and a big team win. Big team win, exactly. So you're like, ah, you know, he didn't really kind of come out as like this all-song you know, hero. Crazy hero, exactly. But, but then we threw it out there again. We're like, well, what if that was just like – you know, him kind of shaking the rust off. And then game two of the, of the prophecy, you know, Chris, the prophet game Middleton is of the finals. Uh, you know, Chris goes off and like torches the Hawks for a 40 spot and just like propels the Bucks in the finals. Well, it didn't quite work out exactly like that, but Chris Middleton showed up as prophet Middleton. Once again, 32 points, seven assists, four rebounds, eight for eight on clutch free throws. Shout to Bobby Portis too, six for six from the line. So, so hitting the free throws when it counts, but back to Chris Middleton, you know, four three-pointers, 10 for 22 from the field, making all sorts of tough shots, getting hit. But not only that, he changed the game in the third quarter. Oh. Chris Middleton erupted for over 20 points. I think it was 23 points in the fourth like quarter. 32. And the guy was unconscious. He took the game over and gave the Bucks the lead that they, they held until the end. It's like... There was that other piece of the prophecy that you mentioned, Cage. Was Milton going to show up for 40? Well, no, he didn't do that because he, he actually got off to quite a sluggish start. He was mm-hmm. turning the ball over. We were kind of joking like, man, he has a turnover machine in those first, <laughs> in that first quarter. But then Chris proved why he's the best player in that series. He got hot, and it was over. It was a wrap, as a lot of people would say. That's a wrap. Chris Middleton wrapped it up real nice. He was draining threes. He was hitting mid-range. And it started with him going to the whole hard, very nice layup to kind of get his game going after shots weren't falling for him early. And, I mean, he took the game over. Enough said. Like, that was all the Bucks needed. Um, yeah, they got big performances from other players. We'll get into Drew next. But, I mean, they only needed one guy to go hot and kind of separate the game. And they were able to hold on. Absolutely. You know, Chris Middleton, because the Hawks stormed back, Cam Reddish especially stormed back. He looks like a great young player. Yeah. If Chris wouldn't have propelled Milwaukee ahead by, like, 18 points, the Hawks would have won the game. It was in Atlanta. They were making their run. The crowd was going wild, and Prophet Middleton once again just 44-point Cold-blooded. You know, he was almost like Kobe going to work. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the Utah Jazz. The, the way he night. would just suck the ball, or sorry, sorry, suck the air out of the stadium every time they got excited. When like the Cam Reddish, the young guy, would make a couple threes, you keep know, keep them close. Yeah, exactly. Like it would, it would go trade punches, toe for toe, and uh, you know, Chris just always would give him one more. You know, he would. He would see there was Chris like, again. Yeah, I think, like, I think everyone on the box is like. Damn. You know, yeah. <laughs> it felt like they were hitting clutch shot after clutch shot last night, didn't it, Bucks fans? Absolutely, man. It was game six of the freaking Eastern Conference Finals. Like, yeah, I don't know what like and the whole uh, – everyone was hanging on every basket. That was one of those games where you hang on every basket. And Chris Middleton, it just seemed like time and time again he had an answer. The Bucks had an answer. Well, Chris Middleton, we actually tweeted out this gif of this guy walking who's literally on fire. That's what he looked like <laughs> in the third quarter, Bucks fans. You know, he had everyone going crazy. Uh, he looked like Kobe. Another guy that had Bucks fans going crazy, Drew Holiday. 27 points from the Druth. Nine assists, nine rebounds, four steals, 
two blocks. Tenacious defense all night. He was 11 of 23 shooting, 4 of 12 from three. He played 42 minutes, and he was he was probably the second best player on the court, Cage. Like, the Bucks had the best two players in the series. They had two all-star guards. I mean, Drew Holiday, 27 points, 9 assists, 9 rebounds, 4 steals. If we're not talking about Chris, we're talking about that. You know, he was 11 of 23 from the floor. Really just an amazing game. You know, you kind of held Trey Young in check. Trey Young had 14 points, 0 for 6 from 3. I thought this guy was supposed to be better than Chris Middleton. Remember, remember when I tweeted out the best players in the series? Yeah. And there was all these... I will call them casual NBA fans coming out trying to say that Trey Young is better than Chris Middleton. It's oh. like, please, you know, like go we, t- talk to me when C- Trey Young gets his team to the NBA Finals. You know, yeah. like th- then come and talk to me. All right, you know, Chris Middleton, he went toe to toe against Trey Young. Trey Young's a great player. He's a franchise player. I like him a lot, but he ain't no Chris Middleton just yet. Let's, <laughs> no, <laughs> let's, let's talk that one this right guy's now. Guys weathered in the league. Yeah, I mean, he right. he ain't no poor man's Kobe just yet. He wishes he was a poor man's Kobe like Chris does. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, get out of here. You know, like Trey, Trey Young is going home over six from three when it mattered most. He couldn't get the job done. And so, I kind of said this about like, what if the Bucks bring back Giannis? You don't want to do it in a dis, in a elimination game. Like, no, like. Bring back Trey Young for an elimination game. He went four for seventeen. That's what you get out of a guy like when they're forcing it. Yeah, they're forcing they're it. Rusty. And it's like, well, the good news is, Bucks fans, is that Giannis looks like he's coming back. You know, yes. like word word on around town is that Giannis is going to be available. You know, and and so it's like let's hope. Brings us to the Coach Bud discussion. Looks like he's earned himself a new contract, whether, yeah. we, whether we like it or not, Bucks fans. I mean, he got the results. Talk about an enigma. It's like, sir, I don't agree with this method, but he gets results, sir. <laughs> and Coach Bud, to his credit, he won two in a row without Giannis, the best player in the yeah. series. And uh, he had the, the Bucks playing great team basketball. Like, talk about a lot of bench contributions that actually showed up. In game six, Pat Connington, huge game from him. He Unbelievable had, he, game. He was five of eight. He had eight rebounds, 13 points. Pat is proven. He can play in the playoffs. Pat is playing unbelievably well for his deal. Like, think about this. Bucks fans were going crazy over the fact that this guy got signed to a three-year, like, $15 million deal. You know, everyone's just nitpicking this move. And here we are in the NBA Finals. And he's one of our most trusted role players. Yeah. It's like these things are the way they are for a reason, you know? And, and like, the Bucks would not be here without Pat literally, like, diving on the floor for that deflection in the Brooklyn series in, in that pivotal game, uh, game three. He was diving on the floor last night. And, and he's diving on the, on the floor regar- all the time. You know, we, yeah. know, we know he was working with Corver pretty yeah. closely. You know, Bucks fans, when Kyle Corver was here, Pat was working pretty closely with him. That was something that didn't always make it out, you know, but, he, no. but he, he was working very closely with Kyle Korver, and now the man is just lighting it up in the postseason. You know, you know for, a, for a bench guy making what he's making, every team in the league would want a guy like that. Smart, smart player. Guess what he's shooting from three in the postseason? 36%. Money. I mean, that's money. 100% Playing the kind of defense he can play. Like, he's a new school NBA guard. 6'5 with yeah. hops. Super smart, very rotational, can guard multiple positions. I mean, can't talk about Pat enough. Can't also talk about the performance Jeff Teague had. Jeff Teague. Hey, Jeff Teague, you, you made me uh, eat my words, man. 
He played well. He played three well. Three of five he... from the field, including three big threes. 11 points for Jeff Teague, two of two from the line in 12 minutes. Against his old team, he probably was loving it. Oh, man. It must loving have just been a sweet, sweet victory for Jeff Teague right there. Yeah, against Atlanta. After he went, you know, <sighs> yeah. made it so close there and didn't get the job done. So you got to feel happy for Jeff Teague. Let's talk about Bobby Portis, Cage. Bobby Portis. What did you see out of Bobby Portis in game six? Saw a guy who was fighting. Saw a guy who was taking some shots, even though they might have been out of his comfort zone. I, you know, that's what every player's got to do. Even Pat, when he pulls up and takes these threes, these are shots that he knows maybe Chris or maybe Drew or maybe even Giannis or maybe Brooke should be more ideally taking. But when the ball hits you and it's that kind Open, of rhythm yeah. and you have to take it, you got to be able to pull the trigger and shoot it. You, know, you can't be like Ben Simmons and pass up a dunk. You know, no. you have to like do what you got to do. And so with Bobby taking these shots that might be a little bit out of his comfort zone, but just having no fear and taking them, Pat no doing the same thing. Bobby, Man. I mean, how many times? What did you hear last night, Cage? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. He's the new Larry. Bobby Portis is averaging 13 and a half points in the postseason. Six boards. You know, I wonder what kind of deal he's going to parlay that into. Whatever it is, it's gonna be it's gonna be deserving because he has been nothing but a class act. We talked about this so, in the last pod about how I mean this guy was benched in game in round two. He he was unplayable. Coach's decision. A lot of players would get hurt in their feelings. Maybe take to social media. Bobby. He was all about the grind. And look what look how it's paying him off. Look at how it's paying him off for being humble and just working hard. He's now a fan favorite. He, people are chanting his name. Well, he's always been a fan favorite. You know, he's just kind of kept his head down and worked like a championship-caliber player should. Yeah. It's not really too complicated, you know. Yeah. And here's something interesting for you, Bucks fans. Three-point percentage in the playoffs. Milwaukee Bucks, number one on the squad. Bryn Forbes, 37.5%. Obviously, that was, you know, a little bit skewed from that Miami game, second game of the playoffs. Since then... I don't know how good he's at, he's been. I'd have to double one for three dig last in. night. Pat Connington is number two. He's thirty six point one percent. He's number two on this entire Bucks team in the playoffs. Brooke Lopez is number three at thirty five percent. He had Chris Middleton is number four at thirty four percent. Then it goes Bobby at thirty, Drew at thirty, PJ at thirty. Gian, Giannis at eighteen, Dante at seventeen, and, and you know that's pretty much the entire rotation. But it's like man, I, that's a crazy realization that the Bucks as a team are shooting 31% from three in the playoffs. So if you can do better than 35%, you're in the upper tier of players. And we're shooting 71% from the line. Chris Middleton is shooting 88%. Pat Connington is shooting 100% from free throws in the playoffs. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Brooks shooting 88%. The Nacious is shooting 83%. Uh, PJ's shooting 75%. Bryn Forbes shooting 75%. Drew Holiday shooting 66%. He's got to do better than that. Bobby's shooting 60-65. He's got to shoot better than that. Giannis shooting 54. He's got to shoot better than that. But it's just fascinating. Like, the Bucks are not shooting from three very well this playoffs, as most teams, you know, it's getting much more into the half-court style, as we've seen. But that was kind of cool to see the leaderboards. Um... You know, and then let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Any final thoughts on the Hawks? Uh, I guess to wrap up, I'll, I'll conclude with my thoughts. They're a great young team. But really, if you look at, you know, who they are, they're going to need to start paying these guys. John Collins, 
he's going to get a big deal. Clint Capella, he's going to get a big deal. Trey Young is going to get a max deal. Bogdan just got a big deal. Kevin Hoyter is going to get a big deal. He can shoot. You know, Danilo Gallinari, he's probably where he's at. But Cam Reddish, he's going to get a big deal looking like, you know, and even though he's young. But it's like, which of these guys are they going to throw the cash at? And which of these guys are they going to lose? And, and They're going to let team? Will go. They're going to let probably Herter go. Uh, or maybe they bring Herter back in a friendly deal. Um, they'll probably keep Collins and, you know, keep – but the, look, before we think, move on, I don't want to rush it. we got to talk about Brooke and Coach Bud. Okay. Because – What do you got to say? <laughs> Brooke was a game high. Game high, Bucks fans, plus 25, plus mine at 13 points, six rebounds, five of nine from the field. And get this, one of one from three. He was working in the paint again. Love it. Throwing down monstrous dunks again. How monstrous was that final dunk from Brooke Lopez? Huge, I think it was a uh, alley-oop from Drew Holiday in the closing minutes. In the final minutes. moments, that was just thunder oh. smash, you know, like, <laughs> like. Like the Hulk's thunder smash, you know, exactly. Thor hammer. Yeah, Brooke Lopez, he's been turning it on in the playoffs. But oh. this isn't his first go-round. You know, this is kind of his third straight trip with the Bucs. Most of our team is most experienced. We, we really had the experience in the series. It kind of comes back to that. Yeah. Brooke is just like he's got years on these guys. Even Clint Capella, a guy who's been experience in the playoffs. Experience is huge in the NBA. He's got years on these guys. Lou Will's maybe the only guy who might have a little experience on Brooke. Mm-hmm. You know, like other than that, Brooke's got experience in these guys. And, and I think the Atlanta Hawks are a team with a bright future. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Coach um, Bud. Coach Bud. Probably earned himself an extension. I don't know. I liked what he did in the last two. I mean, he really had guys in roles. I think that's one thing that I want to touch on is the Bucks. the last two games looked like they, a team where they understood everyone's role in the offense, role in the defense, just role in the team. And, like, the role players all elevated their games because of this because they understood what they had to do and what was their job to do. And it's like, I give Coach Bud a lot of credit, but it's like, okay, how do we bring back Giannis into this? Like, do we, like, after seeing what happened, right? Game, game four, Bucks get absolutely destroyed with Giannis. Giannis kind of leads the energy when he's in there, and he, he brings up the ball when he, he proved that Drew Holiday should be bringing up the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, no more should Giannis be bringing up the ball on this roster. Um, Cage, how do you think the Bucks should bring Giannis back in the So lineup? here's what I think. I think Giannis should just come back as a third highest usage rate or second. You know, Chris should be first, kind of like I said. Maybe Giannis is second or third. But then, you know, I, when you bring him back from being off a few games and playoff intensity, bring him back, make him the third option. You know, Giannis, we're going to give more shots to Chris. You know, Drew is going to handle the ball. You're, you're going to kind of go in there and feast on whatever you can feast on. Because he and will it, help feast on Aiton and these guys, Crowder. He'll bully them. and just, He's the MVP at the end of the day. He's a two-time MVP, but, exactly. But it's also like the Bucks as a team, Giannis, one of his being so special is it's hard to put him in the perfect spot because he almost covers multiple spots. Mm-hmm. And it's like Chris Middleton – now with his role defined, he's the late-game closer. He's really the go-to guy. Like, we were talking about Kendrick Perkins. You know, he was making maybe what seemed like an outlandish claim, calling Chris Middleton <laughs> the Batman. He's looking a lot smarter. He's looking a lot smarter well, after Chris Middleton. He is clutch. See, he's we don't, we don't know about the Batman and Robin comparison. Like, that's a little, you know, unique. But, yeah, Chris has always been clutch. And, and that's why I think the prophecy is a better way to describe it. It's just because, like... 
Chris has been here just as long as Giannis, and it's always been prophesized as Giannis. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's Chris. You know, maybe it is Chris, and maybe we're about to find out in this upcoming series, Bucks fans, because we've come too far to only come to the finals. No, you know, we're this here is to about win. winning it. This is we're very winnable win series. The whole thing. We're here to win the whole thing. We're not going up against the Warriors with Kevin Durant. We're not going up against the stacked LeBron James team. We're going up against the Phoenix. We're not even going up against Toronto. No. We're going up against the Phoenix no Suns. Kawhi. And and that, let's look at let's take a look at their team. So when you look at the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker leads the team in scoring in the postseason, twenty seven points a game. But get this, Bucks fans, his PER is actually thirteen point eight two, which is below the league average. And that's kind of always been the thing with Devin Booker is he's been a guy who's been able to get shots and score and fill it up, but he's never really had a great efficient game. And, you know, that's going to be kind of interesting because it's like, is it truly Devin Booker took a next step or is it like CP3 effect? Or is it a little bit of both? It's probably a little bit of both. But, it, but right now, if you look at the next highest scoring guy on the team, Chris Paul, 18 points a game, nine assists, 18.55 PR, you know, his numbers all around back him up. Like Devin Booker has never been a really efficient player. He can get he can get buckets and guess what he can get he's foul calls too. Getter. He's an elite yeah. bucket getter and he's a superstar. But man, you know it's like that. That's the who thing. Who's the jumps... tier one star on on the Suns? Is it Paul or oh, is it's it Booker? Paul. It's a hundred percent Paul. You know they were trash before he came. Yeah. The, the Suns have been a laughing stock of the NBA for many 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 years. You know, Chris Paul it, is that one A. Chris Paul, he he's coming in there. He's definitely the alpha on that team. Devin Booker is probably the number two. DeAndre Ayton's the number three. So Bucks fans, who would you rather have? Booker, Paul, and Aiden, or Giannis, Chris, and Drew? Alex, what about you? I know well, who you, I'd have. Yeah, I know who I'd have. Chris Milton, I still believe, is the best player in this series. Yeah, that's interesting. You Even know, if you bring back Giannis, it's like, I, I, made, I threw out this question. Would you rather be going into this series with Drew and Middleton and the rest of the team, or Drew and Giannis and the rest of the team? And I think you would be rather go in with Middleton. I really do. You just need your guards in the playoffs. You need your closers. Uh, you know, Giannis is – it was something like he, he, like, blew the advanced metrics off the charts before he went down because he was rounding into more efficient form. He's dominant in every aspect so, when he's so it's out not there. Like, it's not like that's really, you know, a constructive conversation to have because we're going to have all of them, and we have who we have. You know, it's like it's not but really I worth feel good. That's not, what I'm no, saying. Exactly. I feel it's, good about this Sun series. Well, it's not really worth it playing hypotheticals at this point when you're in the finals. It's like th- this is the situation we need to focus on, the, the finals. And – the Bucs are going to go out there with the same squad. The Suns have who they have. And, you know, I think the Bucs have three of the top five players in the series easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. three. Like, I think Drew Holiday is definitively the fifth player. That's the only thing. I think you could make an argument that uh, everyone else is of the top five is ahead of him. But, hey, when you need that number three option, as we've seen, especially if one of your stars gets nicked up, just like Booker has been. Who knows who's going to be healthy by the end of this series? It's so, going to be so a hard I look, finals. Yeah, I look at the finals. I see uh, Booker, you know, great player. Chris Paul, great player. DeAndre Aiden, it'll be interesting to see how much Brooke you see, or if that's Giannis. Because I know Giannis can eat his lunch. You know, he can take yeah. him to school. 250 pounds, DeAndre Aiden. You know, I'm pretty sure Brooke Lopez is way heavier than that. Kind of old school looking center that's got a lot of uh, new school game. It's, it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, he is kind of just like 
he almost looks like he's just having fun out there. You know, like Brooke is he's got thirty two pounds on him, two hundred eighty two pounds. Giannis <laughs> himself is two forty two, so it's like you know, he's barely succeeding anything to Aiden and got pl- probably much more muscle. So yeah. I have to imagine it'll be Brooke, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, because then it means you can play Brooke, which is kind of a good thing. Um, but yeah. And then let's see. We, we go back to the Suns. Then they got uh, Bridges. Bridges is a good player. He's a wing. Jay Crowder's a good player. He's a wing as well. They have these two wings. Crowder's a nightmare I mean, on defense. You're going to have to look to Bobby, Chris, Giannis, and PJ to kind of, like, switch onto all those guys. Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. You know, Drew, Chris, like, they have really, really, really good guards. This is where Pat's going to be, you know, have his work cut out for him. They've got some speed. They do have speed. They, they're going to – we'll see how they play. You know, we'll see how they play if they want to keep it fast or if they want to do that hard-nosed defense. But – yeah, I mean, Jay Crowder is kind of the name that Winnable. sticks out to me. This, this roster says even if you just have the Bucks roster that they had at the end of game this series against the Hawks, it's winnable. I feel really good about this finals, Bucks fans. Like, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, the Bucks have a, they have all the tools they need to win this finals, and here they are, cooking. It's true. With momentum, too. I don't think anyone expected. We were talking about the probability of this going seven that last series. Well, the, the, the best case scenario worked out. The Bucks won five and six. Yeah, the only questionable thing is the starting time. So the game, the first game was on Tuesday, which Phoenix had like six days rest, and the Bucks are going to have three days rest. So it's going to be interesting. You know, just trot them on out there. It's the finals. At this point, you can't afford to get tired. And, yeah. and let's talk minutes for a second. How many minutes do I want to see the big three play? Whatever 45 a game. Whatever it takes. And guess what? Let's talk about Giannis for a second. Do I think Giannis should be playing game one? I do. I think you, ha- you would like to have him back game one as well. well Just I to think, see what, like, you know, get his minutes going. You yeah. know, whether it's a little, a few, or whatever. You've got to see if he can move out there. Well, the thing about Giannis is he was ready to go game seven. He, he looked a, like he looked like he was. He was. You know, he was, he was available... They would have used them if they had to. And uh, now that it's the finals, I mean, I would be frustrated was, to say the least if the Bucks didn't play their face of the franchise, potential chosen one. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's probably going to be Giannis fulfilling he the is prophecy. the chosen one. But it's like, you know, yeah, it's like we got to use Get Giannis now. There. And it's, his him leg is fine. You know, like, yeah, you rested him for two games. You know, you got a couple more days off. Let's get him back in there. He... Giannis I'm not going to let – yeah, the Greek freak, you could see it at, when they were holding the trophy at the end of the game. He wants – He wanted to be a part of it. You know, he was jumping on the sidelines. He was – He was No one cares crazy. more than Giannis. Yeah, like, he, let's not – like, this guy down deep has a burning passion like few players. Yeah. Arguably probably the hottest burning passion in the, in the game right now. And so to keep this man off the court I think is going to be a challenge – and two, to keep him from dominating in the paint, which he's totally capable of this series, I think that's where he should hammer. It's like you saw what just Brooke did. You saw the damage Brooke was doing when he was dunking the ball instead of just taking these shots when he was going at the hoop. Yep, more layups. Like, more of that, Giannis. Like, go in there and eat, man, just like the Shaq has been saying. Man, Chris Paul. He's probably the only guy you could say is more competitive than Giannis. Just the fact that Chris Paul has been around for so long. Came into the league in 05. 
Think about that, Bucks fans. What were you doing? Where were you in 2005, 2006? I know where I was. Pretty young. <laughs> I was in, uh, I think in the I was, driveway shooting. <laughs> I was in the driveway shooting hoops, and Andrew Bogut was, uh, was my team's pick. <laughs> you know? yeah. Andrew Bogut was the overall pick. Wow. So, yeah, Bogut. Yeah, so, so I, you know, it's going to be fun to see the series commence. I think it's a winnable series. What do you think as far as predictions, Alex? Early prediction. Early prediction. I think you just got to go Bucks. Bucks and six, man. Like, it's like, <laughs> I don't think, maybe that was the last Bucks and six to, to like, bring it whole circle. But what if we go back to back Bucks and six? I think it's going to be Bucks and six. I don't see this series going seven games. It's hard to say I you really could see don't. going five. And I, I, I could see the Bucks maybe win it in five if, like, something happens to one of the players on the Suns. Ultimately, you just got to go relentless with the big three. You know, you just got to keep going, feeding the big three, and overwhelm Phoenix on the offensive end. You have to and, overwhelm them. And I think, like, yeah, I don't really see and you need Giannis to, sweep. to overwhelm I don't think the yeah. Bucks are good enough to sweep the Suns. I don't think the Suns are, like, so less talented that they get swept. I think they're going to win at least a couple. I think they might win even two. You know, I think it, it could go five games. I don't see that. I kind of see, it's like, It's hard six. to see five. Yeah. Uh, I see six. The Suns are a good team. They'll be in it. Like, these are going to be tight games. I think when the Bucks played the Suns in the regular season – I mean, you know how it was. It was down to the wire every single time. Suns have and always Booker had can number. hit a clutch shot. But here's the thing. The Suns have always had the Bucks number. That's been true. And the Suns are the favorite in the NBA landscape. And the Suns do have home court advantage. So maybe they are a different Suns team under Chris Paul. But when you break out this stuff in the postseason, then it's different. Like the Suns are often one of those teams that you just overlooked. And now no one's overlooking them right now. You know, I, I don't think put out the Lakers put out the. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, but in years past, you know, like you just like basically before Chris Paul got there, you know, there's a team that was left for dead. It was like a bottom feeder franchise. It was like soft a, team, soft team, laughing stock, and now they're in the finals, and, you know, yeah, they've you have had to the break Bucks their number. Will. They've had the Bucks number, but it's like, would they have the Bucks number if they were playing four games in a row, six games in a row? I don't think so. I think the Bucs are just a ta- more talented team. And I love Phoenix's rosters. You look at them, I love their backups. You know, I love their wings. I love their, their guard play, really. Monty Williams is a good coach. I'm not really ready to, like, just because he's a player's coach doesn't mean he's ready to win an NBA Finals, though. And I'm not saying Coach Bud is, like, my favorite coach either. I'm saying I would pump the brake on the Monty Williams talk. You know, it's almost like Nate mm-hmm. McMillan might have been a better coach. He was a Damn good coach, Nate McMillan. I think Nate All Millen, credit to him for yeah, Nate Millen tremendous might, job he did. He took Atlanta from looking like a franchise left for dead midseason, 15 and 22. Took him to the conference finals. They've got all that hope. So, so real quick, Great Al, uh, let's, do, let's do some good books, bad books before we give away this amazing signed photo. Giannis, okay. frame photo. So, so real quick, what was, your, what was your good books of the playoffs so far? Good books of the playoffs so far? It's like, can we have more than one today? Should we just, we'll start with one. I'm just happy for cash money, Middleton, because this guy, he's been a late to respect guy. And mm-hmm. I imagine it's been that way for his whole career, like in college, high school. Like he's never looked like a superstar because 
Just face it, he, he's low-key Chris. And now here Chris is on the biggest stage putting away the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, they were run, they're running that highlights all over the world, those Chris Middleton highlights of him taking the game over in the third. It was a barrage. It was almost like Allen Iverson or Kobe, as you mentioned, when he gets hot. It's, it was very unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It was very unstoppable. And to do that on such a big game, to kind of, I mean, just kind of, sh- this guy is sweating like Michael Red out there, too. It's like He's this guy's dripping. dripping sweat. He's pouring his heart and soul out there. He had seven, six turnovers early. So he also was mentally stable, strong enough to realize that he still was a big part of the the rest of the game if the Bucks were going to win. He turned it on in the third, and now no one's going to be disrespecting Chris. Uh, he'll live a legend in Milwaukee, and I, I think he's not done yet. Well, I think, think he's about not it like done this. yet, so he's my good Bucks. Think about it like this. Allen Iverson got his legend from going to the finals one time. One time. Well, now Chris, Drew, Giannis, they've all gone to the finals. You know, like, like so, so this is just... Chris is 29, Giannis is 26, and Drew's 30, or 31. Yeah, and um, they're both all in the finals their first time. They got got many years to do it again. This is a wide-open window. My good box is the depth, and that's the depth in the superstars and the depth in the supporting cast. And in years past, we've seen it. The Bucs just don't have an answer. They don't have a guy outside of Chris who can get offense. Uh, You know, Giannis has been compromised offensively. And this year, whether it's the big three needing more options with Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton kind of just taking care of that, or the supporting cast, you know, needing someone to actually show up, whether it's Pat, Bobby, PJ Tucker, even Brooke, that's a, that's a great thing too. So, so that's my good bucks. Uh, what about your bad bucks? I just have one comment on your good bucks. I mean, you just opened my eyes a little bit just reflecting on the supporting cast of years past. Like, the Bucks were never going to win with a washed Corver. You know, like no. expecting him to contribute on a steady basis in the playoffs. They weren't going to win with, uh, as I'm going through these bench, like Sterling Brown playing, you know, like he's just not going to be playable or really that good in the playoffs. No. And even like Robin Lopez, as much as I lo- like, yeah. like him as a person, he, he's not really a guy to, he's not Bobby Portis. Like Bobby's someone who's we have trustworthy. Really good bench players. We have really good bench players. Bryn even has his role carved out, so... PJ, really, really cool. Um, bad Bucks. Bad Bucks, what do you got? My Bad Bucks. Coach Bud is here to stay. Coach Bud is here <laughs> to stay. It's looking like everyone's worst fears have been confirmed. Bucks fans. Hey, I make that trade, though. Yeah, I Bucks mean. Bucks in the finals. What's really going to be interesting is, is if the Bucks end up. I'm not even going to say it. Like, I expect the Bucks to win the finals, but. Hey, if Coach Bud wins the finals, we'll ink him to an extension. Yeah. We will. <laughs> and then hopefully we can win three with him. And then hopefully at least he's can pro- win proven three. he can win. And yeah. Giannis will go down. His name will be remembered for thousands of years. As will take an immortality. As will Middleton's. As will Prophet Middleton. And, and <laughs> Prophet Middleton. Even yeah. Sir Holiday. <laughs> Sir Holiday. Yeah. Brooke My Lopez. bad box. Mm, you know, I. I I think the three-point shooting. You know, we're only shooting 31% from three. That's pretty low. We got to get that yeah. up. You know, like, we're, we're kind of winning despite that, almost. So I know the playoffs are different, but uh, we got to get that up. And um, I think that's uh, a good place to keep 
rounding into form to keep improving on. Uh, that being said, Al, any final thoughts or are you ready to give away this jersey? Just got a final thoughts. I'm going to thank the fans. You know, I mean, Bucks fans. Thank you. We guys. are here. We're in the finals. We are in the finals. This is the first time anyone can say that being a Bucks supporter in 47 years. <sighs> Man. So just pat, give yourself a pat on the back. We've you know, send it. some love to another Bucks fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and thank you for listening to the show. We've, we've had so much tremendous support um, around the world. Like uh, Georgia. Sawan Principe. You said that was a uh, new, new, yep. new listener. Antigua and Barbuda, Somalia, Indonesia, Hashemite, Kingdom of Jordan, Japan, Uganda, Chile, Thailand, Bulgaria, Gambia, Hungary, Kenya, South Korea, Morocco, Portugal, Russia, Cyprus, Finland, Turkey, France, United Arab Emirates, Serbia, Italy, Netherlands, Puerto Rico, Malaysia, India, Ghana, New Zealand, Switzerland, Jordan, Nigeria, Argentina, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Denmark, South Africa, Sweden, Brazil, Spain, Philippines, St. Lucia, Germany, Ireland, Mexico, Norway, Greece, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, and the United States of America. We've got listeners all over the globe, which means there's Bucks fans all over the globe and people celebrating all over the globe. So just a big thank you. you it's know? a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And it's been what a fun ride it's been with everyone. Like, Yeah. Bucks fans, thank you so much combo. for just being on this journey with us. We've had so much fun. And we hope you guys have as well. And the best part is it's still going. You know, yeah. And tell someone about the podcast for the finals because yeah. this is going to be Bucks, fun. Bucks fans, that's, that's your homework is, is – uh, Tell someone else about this podcast for the finals so you can have just your Bucks experience can be heightened with some good banter. It helps Ike Bucks. It helps you. It helps the Bucks fandom. You know, and it's just a good uh, action item to take from this podcast. Uh, show it to a friend. Show it to someone you know. Huge. And uh, tell them about it so we can keep spreading that Bucks love. We've been and, charting, uh, and it's because of you guys. So speaking of Bucks love, speaking of Bucks love, uh, one way we can give back to you guys is in support and thank you for all your support, whether it's be the show or the Twitter account or just, you know, spreading that love with the team or the brand in general is, you know, we do giveaways. And when we do these giveaways, we think really hard about like what someone would actually want. Like what would we want? You know, what would be <laughs> what's actually cool? What's actually going to be cool and like get someone up out of bed in the morning, you know? Yeah, and, and so yeah. we don't want to give away like a really lame giveaway or like a hat or anything you know like not we, we have given away hats stuff in the that past we that want. are pretty cool we, we just long yeah. story short is we just want to make sure it's cool and you guys would like so it appreciate it. it yeah so right now we're giving away this uh we just gave away signed Giannis jersey the brooklyn series that was unbelievable um shelby just tweeted a picture of that night but right now we're giving away this signed beautifully framed really amazing Giannis Giannis photo and of course we have the certificates of authenticity but it's just something really cool that'll look amazing on a wall, in an office, in a home, bedroom. In, in a bedroom. And it's just kind of like one of those things that it might not be a jersey, but this thing is so cool. Uh, we, we saw it and we had to get it, and now it's going to one lucky Bucks fan. So, um, Al, do you want us to give a little drum roll real quick? <laughs> yep. Without further ado, Bucks fans, thank you for participating. Here we go. The winner of the signed framed photo cage. The winner of the signed framed Giannis photo is Dante 
at the Lord be with you. Congratulations, Dante. You've won the signed Giannis Fran Woo! photo. Thank you for listening. Dante. Thank you for supporting. Send us a DM with your shipping info. We'll get that shipped off to you right away. Bucks fans, if you didn't win, thank you so much for participating. We will have more giveaways on the way. Never get this. We're not done, Bucks fans. <laughs> you know us. You know us. You know us at this point. We're not done. There's going to be more giveaways on the horizon. Uh, we just want to thank everyone for, for tuning in, you know, all around the world. Al read off some amazing countries. Thanks, everyone, for all the kind words they're, they're sharing about Ike Bucks and, and just really spreading that love. Uh, congratulations, Dante, once again. I just want to invite Bucks fans and really listeners to this podcast um, you know, check out another Ike podcast. Yeah, we have Ike Badgers, a bunch of Badger athlete interviews on there. Some really cool stories. Ike Packers is massive. Great. Top Don't 40 miss our podcast. takes on the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Ike Brewers are like the hottest team in baseball. And then there's the Welcome to Ike podcast as well, where you can kind of learn more about the brand as well. You, if you want to learn even more, you want to start a new podcast of your own one Check day. Check our website out. We got a website called IkePodcastNetwork.com. And on that website is a free case study uh, where you guys can learn how we approach starting a podcast and just making it. You can start your own. Just a really quality, a quality production. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I just want to thank Alex for joining the show. Thanks Bucks for fans. having me, Bucks fans. Much love. We're going to be getting back with you real soon for some Bucks talk. Don't worry. First game is on Tuesday. We'll hit you guys up before then. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody, thanks again. Going to the finals. Time. We're going to the finals. Happy talk fourth. to you soon. Conversation, energy, culture, stories, and more while you listen to an audio experience unlike anything else. It's beautiful sound that appeals to the senses. It's information you can use. Interesting guests. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hike. This is the Hike Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Ike here, co-founder. We have a great show for you today, kicking off the first episode of the podcast. KJ, myself, Max, and Chris sit down and we talk big ideas, and we're happy you're here. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Ike. My name is KJ Ikestead, I'll be your host, and we're going to get right into it. Bringing out the heavy hitter guests. I'm here today with Chris Mueller, visionary professional soccer player. What's going on, Chris? What's up, man? How you guys doing? Tuning in to you guys from Orlando, Florida. All's going well, but thanks for having me on. 
Yeah, all right. Thanks, Chris, for joining us. For those of you who don't know, Chris is the sixth overall pick in the MLS draft after a long, successful career at Madison. He was the Rookie of the Year runner-up in his first year, MLS skills champion in year two. Year three, he's prepared to take on an increased leadership role, put on more for the team, put on more for the city, and just continue to grow. I'm also here with Max Drescher, world traveler. Max, how's it going? What's up, guys? Good to be on the podcast as well. Tuning in from Madison, Wisconsin today. Awesome. So yeah, those of you who don't know Max, Max has worked in Germany, Singapore, Japan. He's traveled the world and he specializes in finance, in particular, evaluating companies. So it's good to have Max on. Lastly, we're joined by my co-host, Alex Eichstead, co-founder. What's going on, Ike? Hey, KJ. Hey, guys. Glad to be on this podcast. Happy we're kicking this off. I'm tuning in from Olesund, Norway, and really excited to talk ideas, stories, and everything with all things Ike here included. Those of you who don't know Al, he is the executive producer of Ike Music. He's a composer, a designer, a coder, and he's now in Norway bringing up European operations for Ike. So we are super excited to be here today with you guys, kicking off the very first episode of the Welcome to Ike podcast. And I'm just going to get it right into it. A brief explanation of what this podcast will be about. Um, We just want to provide you guys with value. So we're talking creativity, we're talking big ideas, we're talking stories, we're talking branding, we're talking culture, we're talking music, interesting guests, information you guys can use. There really are no limits and we're excited to kick this off. So um, one of the most common questions that we get asked is, what is Ike? What is Ike? People ask us online. People ask us in person. What exactly is Ike? And Al, I just want to kick it to you first. In your own words, what is Ike? Ike is an international brand. It is something that a community can relate to. It's something that empowers stories, empowers individuals, and as well as creates unique and exciting media that the world can enjoy and spread. So it really has a lot of elements, but more than anything, an international brand. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. So Max, if you were to describe Ike in your own words, how would you describe it? Yeah, I'd like to piggyback off that a little bit. I I get this question a lot as well when I try to explain uh, the brand to new people I meet or friends. Um, And I think that something that's really special about it is that it's truly industry and also topic agnostic. It's uh, like a true creative collaborative that's really open and welcoming of motivated minds and also great ideas. Again, that just doesn't discriminate discriminate based on industry or topic. And the goal really is to inspire, but also to build a community of like-minded individuals. So that's really what we're trying to build here. I couldn't agree more. Chris, what about you? What do you think Ike is? Uh, I think for me, since the day I met you guys, I've known Ike to be something that's always struck me as as a global brand, something that's really special, something that's looking to change the world in a unique in a unique way. And like Max said, bringing uh, like minded people together to collaborate and continue to co- to create this type of you know this stuff on media, like you say, that's enter- entertaining to all individuals and things that you could kind of bring, like uh, Max said again, the community together. And I think that from that perspective, it's it's it crosses so many boards. The uh, it crosses through podcasting. It's, it it crosses through music. It crosses through, um, all really anything you want in in a in a personal growth standpoint. And 
from there, I just think it's uh, like like I already said, a global brand. So, yeah, that defines it for me. Yeah, no, I think all those are really good um, individual explanations. If I were to describe Ike, I would describe it as a an international multimedia brand encompassing culture, music, sports, fashion, entertainment, and just a brand that can inspire people. Um, when we do everything at Ike, we don't try and do it as an eight. We try and do it as a nine. We try and do it as a 10 to give you guys the best content, uh, the best quality, whether it's talking about real estate, talking about financial ideas, talking about creative, talking about beautiful sounds that appeal to the senses. It could be anything, but we just want to do it right. We want to do it in a quality manner. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ike.